Welcome to episode 46 of the High on Life podcast, How to Stir Up Motivation. Welcome to the High on Life podcast, where it's all about empowering you with the medicine and the mindset to healthfully lose weight and thrive beyond the scale. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha High. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss and beyond. Remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. So be sure to seek medical support from a qualified health professional. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Before we get started, I want to invite you to my upcoming free training on December 4th, 2022 at 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm hosting a free masterclass called Stop Overeating So You Can Lose Weight for Good. This is for you if you're someone who struggles with mindless snacking in the evening, like you keep ending up in your pantry or fridge looking for another snack when you know you're not really hungry, or when you're a bit stressed at work, you're heading to the drive-thru for a treat, or maybe it's when you get bored, you're just reaching for something to munch on. I'm going to explain that number one, none of this is your fault. This is not a moral failing. If you are overeating, it is not because you have no willpower. Hear me on that. It's none of that. I will explain to you how our normal human brains drive overeating, and then I'm going to teach you what you can do about it. So I want to invite you to register for free for this training by going to www.highmetabolicclinic.com slash masterclass. This is also going to be your opportunity if you've been thinking about working with me inside Best Weight, if you've been kind of on the fence, like maybe you're struggling to believe that weight loss is even possible for you anymore. Maybe you're like, I've tried everything. I've tried every diet out there. My body is broken. I just can't lose weight. I want you to come because your body is not broken. It is possible. I know this because I have worked with hundreds of women just like you, and you just haven't learned the right tools that you need to make your brain and your body work together so you can lose weight for good. You've probably dieted. You've probably restricted, but those are not the solution. They're actually part of the problem. And this will be the last opportunity to enroll in Best Weight before our global launch that's coming up in January 2023, which I'm so excited about. So this is open to everyone. We are fully online. We can help women all over the world. If you want in before we do the big launch and you are in Canada, you really want to get the support, we are prioritizing our Canadian listeners. So this is the time. Now, if you're kind of thinking, I'll join after the holidays, I don't want to be on a diet over the holidays, then I especially want you to invite you to join now because that kind of mentality is exactly what we need to get rid of. That is perpetuating the diet mindset of, I will deal with this later, I will eat now and restrict later. That mentality keeps you in the cycle of gaining and losing and starting over every new year with another diet. So let's learn to lose weight for real, okay, in a way that sticks where it doesn't have to feel like punishment. www.highmetabolicclinic.com slash masterclass. All right, on to the episode. Today, we are going to talk about how to stir up motivation. I'm going to talk about motivation in the context of weight loss, but really these are principles that you can apply to any area of your life where you're feeling demotivated. Relationships, career, your aspirations, because motivation is one of the biggest challenges that I hear from women. When it comes to losing weight, when we ask them on their intake questionnaires, like, what is stopping you? What's getting in the way? They'll say things like, you know what? I can do well for a few weeks or maybe even a couple months, but then I just can't stay motivated. I need more motivation. What they're really saying is I need help to do the things that I know I should be doing. 
This is not about more knowledge. This is not about understanding your macros or how to count calories. This is about getting to the barriers of implementation. What happens to you that you stop choosing the healthy options? Like, why do you stop? What gets in the way of your like regular walk schedule that you were really into when you first got going and now it's like, oh, it's too cold to get outside, right? What's stopping you from going to the gym when you were so like hyped about it before? It's the barriers that we have to solve for in order to quote, stay motivated. The reality is that motivation is a feeling, right? You feel motivated. And I want you to imagine, like just drop into your body for a second and think about how motivation feels for you in the moment in your, inside your body. When you're motivated, what does that feel like? For me, I think of some more kind of feeling words like excited, pumped, energetic, hopeful, like this determined I can attitude, right? They're positive emotions. We know from cognitive behavioral therapy and what I've taught on the podcast before that our emotions can be stirred up and created by our thinking, right? So when you're feeling motivated or excited, pumped, hopeful about your weight loss, It's because you are having some positive thoughts that are producing that emotion, right? They thought probably sound something like, I can do this. I can't wait to see my progress. All right, for real this time. Or maybe they're thoughts that are directed to a very specific goal that you have. Like, okay, I really want to look good for my sister's wedding. I'm going to lose weight for my beach vacation. By the way, I'm not suggesting that either of these things are reasons to lose weight. I'm just giving you real life examples that I've heard from women. So pause here for a second and just think to yourself, what are the thoughts that you have when you are feeling really motivated? Okay, so now you know like the thoughts that produce the feelings of motivation. So then if you're tracking with me, when you are feeling demotivated, it follows that your thoughts or beliefs are causing the demotivated feeling as well, right? So thoughts that probably sound like, this isn't going fast enough. I can't do this. I can never do this. My body's broken. I have Hashimoto's. It's impossible to lose weight. What's the point? I've been working so hard and the scale's only down one pound, right? Those types of thoughts produce demotivation, discouragement, demoralization. You're literally talking yourself out of successful weight loss because when you are demotivated, you stop doing the little daily steps to help you lose weight. You stop the evening walk because it's too cold. You stop bringing your lunch to work because grabbing Timmy's is just easier. You stop meal prepping on Sundays. We all know that if you're not feeling motivated, it's much harder to stick to your health behaviors. I believe low motivation is a belief deficit. I'm going to say that again. Low motivation is a belief deficit. It's a lack of belief that weight loss is possible or that it's possible for you in your life scenario or your specific body. Low motivation is a lack of belief in yourself in the process or in the possibility. You either don't believe you are able to do it, like I just can't stick with it, I am not strong enough, I don't have the moral fiber for this, or you don't believe the process is gonna work, right? It's probably because you think it's happening too slowly, or you've lost sight of the possibility, like you just don't have hope in your life that you could improve your health or you could lose weight. And this is why I keep harping on about weight loss being a mind management game, right? In fact, I will extrapolate this into life. Being successful in life, And learning to thrive, and I am learning this myself, is about managing your brain instead of being at the whim of every self-sabotaging thought that just pops in there. It is about upholding the ultimate belief in yourself and what is possible so that you keep taking steps forward towards your goals all the while enjoying the process. 
I have been fighting some overwhelm recently because we've had so many developments inside of my program, Best Weight, this fall. We're preparing for this huge launch coming up in January where we're opening up to women around the world. And as part of that, we're like rebranding, we're changing websites, we're refilming all of the videos inside our digital course. We've restructured the whole program to deliver it in a way that is more succinct, easier to digest, easier to follow. And it's just been a ton of work. And so last week, I found myself having so much work and doing so little. You know when you like know you have so much to do, so you procrastinate on it and it just makes you have more work to do? It works really backwards, right? So I'd find myself like clicking back and forth the tabs on my computer, like not really getting anything done, opening Instagram for the billionth time, and just feeling really demotivated. Lasted for about three days before I was really able to kick myself out of it and get back into action. And, you know, for those of you who know me, I am an action taker. So (laughs) I'm really like buying into some thought errors if I'm procrastinating. So I want to tell you the things that I do to stay motivated. I'm going to outline what I'm going to call six success factors that will help you when you're feeling demotivated and you need help getting into action. Okay. If you apply these six success success factors, you will stir up motivation for yourself. You will be able to keep yourself on course. Even if you just apply one of these tips, that will help. But all six, you're going to be golden. Okay. The very first step in stirring up motivation is to renew your mind. Remember that this is a mind game, right? So if you're someone who's new to mind management and you're like, what is she talking about? You're not comfortable with the idea of like self-coaching, then you need to essentially find other ways to get new thoughts in your head. If you don't know how to do that yourself, there are other ways to get new thoughts into your head. Because remember, I've said this before, we have about 60,000 thoughts a day. 95 of them are repetitive. So you're just rehearsing the same negative thoughts over and over and over and over until you find some new thoughts that you can plant in there. That's what I mean. We need to renew our mind. There are a few ways to do this that I'm going to walk you through. So my number one, because I'm a Christian, is I go to the Bible and I remind myself who God says I am. Not who I think I am, but who he says I am. So if you are a spiritual person, I encourage you to connect with God or the universe or whatever higher power you believe in and find something greater than yourself, something or someone greater than yourself that believes in you more than you do, right? That is so powerful. Okay. But my second go-to, if you're like, okay, I'm not into the spiritual side of things, this is really practical. My second go-to is podcasts. I consume podcasts like it's nobody's business. When I am brushing my teeth, if I'm folding laundry, if I'm driving the car or going for a run, I've got a podcast in my ears. And the reason I love podcasts is because I can be, you know, I don't, it doesn't require my full attention. I can be doing other things, but I'm learning at the same time. So so for an activity that does not require my full brain power, like folding laundry, I can also still be learning and still be growing. And I'm feeding my mind with really good content, uplifting content, motivating content. So I'm very intentional about what I listen to. I'm very intentional about what I put into my ears and my eyes. And I'd like to listen to really successful people in the personal development space. So people who are making a really big impact in the world that I admire and have really grown their own self-concept in order to do that. So I'm talking about like Ed Milet is one of my favorites, Brooke Castillo, Brendan Burchard, to name a few. And I like to get their words into my head. What I'm doing is I get their beliefs into my head where I may be lacking belief in myself or the possibility. I get their beliefs. I get to borrow their beliefs and make them my own. And I don't see them as people who are better than me. And this is really key. I don't listen to them. And I I don't think like, oh, like they're so amazing. 
I, I listen to them and I think if it's possible for them, why not me? Right. And I want to suggest that that is really something to watch out for. I will sometimes hear women who don't like to hear other women who are being successful in their weight loss because it's discouraging for them. But I want you to turn that around. If it's possible for them, why not you? It's totally possible for you too. So use that to, to grow your belief and grow your faith. I love it, right? Like if I am feeling a little bit blah, I will put on a podcast. I will have my belief and my hope stirred up. And it just fuels me to think big and to keep going and to keep taking action. Inside Best Weight, we have a private podcast for our clients. And I hear all the time how clients, like they love listening to the podcast because it really helps them to stay on track. It's like, you know, they'll listen to it while they're walking or they're cooking or whatever else. And it's just that they're that daily reminder that they're in it, right? They're doing it. They're making those daily little tweaks that lead to sustainable weight loss. So it's, it's like, get your mind renewed that, yeah, you're committed to this for you. This is your gift for you. This is possible for you. Now, maybe it's not a podcast. Maybe it is a book, right? Books like Chasing Cupcakes, Atomic Habits. It honestly could even be a really inspirational movie. Whatever you need that makes sense for you to get new beliefs into your head. If you are someone who just kind of rehearses a lot of negative thinking, you need to borrow someone else's more positive thinking. Just borrow it. Just be like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal that one. I really like that. I'm gonna borrow that belief because you're allowed to. I'm gonna give you permission right now, okay? You, the other thing you can do is when you are in like, a motivated state, you can write little memos for yourself on post-its that will serve as a reminder when you're struggling and put them somewhere visible so that on those days where you're demotivated, you can remember what you were believing and what you were thinking when you were feeling more motivated. I used to use an erasable marker on my bathroom mirror and I'd write motivational quotes there. So whatever you need to do to remind yourself of like why you're doing this, why this is valuable, who you believe you are, what positive thoughts you need to be believing, do that, right? So for you, it might be writing something like 1% tweaks is all it takes. I can do hard things. That's sort of become like a mantra for the women in my community. It's like, I can do hard things. I do so many hard things. I can do this too. What's my next best step, right? Just make it so easy. Or this isn't a diet. This is me creating my best life. Maybe that's the reminder that you need. I will show up for me is another one that one of my clients told me this week. I loved it. Okay. So number one success factor to stir up motivation is renew your mind. The second one is get yourself a coach or a mentor. I have a one-on-one life coach that I work with every week. On top of that, I'm also in two different coaching programs, one for business and one for physicians. Coaching is something that I believe is an essential investment into my personal growth. I will always invest into me and growing me. And I really encourage you to do the same. Now, for those of you who are like how I used to be, and you're like a life coach, like I roll. <laughs> I get you. I used to have the exact same attitude. My only knowledge of coaching was like many years ago in my church, there was this guy who couldn't get a job. So he became a life and a career coach. Right. And so every time I thought the word life coach, I'd be like, Ugh, okay, the job for people who can't get a real job. Right. And then I discovered Brooke Castillo a few years ago and cognitive based coaching. And I can honestly say that it changed my life. Coaching gave me a way of understanding my brain and changing my belief in what is possible. So now, obviously, I'm very pro-coaching, but here's how I want to present it to you. If you think about it, having a coach is like very common in certain industries, right? Sports, high, like in, even in the executive world, like all high-performing athletes have a coach. Often multiple coaches. They have like psych coaches. They've got like their, their performance coaches. Like they have all these different coaches to help 
them see their blind spots and you know, excel and push themselves when they can't and try things a different way and have new perspective. So why is it strange to think like normal people like you and me who want to learn and grow, like why is it strange that we might need a life coach, right? So when I was struggling last week, I met with my one-on-one coach and she just asked me some very simple but pointed questions to get to the bottom of what was keeping me stuck. And that is what coaching is. It's kind of like exploring your beliefs or your cognitions or your emotions with someone who can point out your blind spots and help you gain new perspective. That's all it is. They're not going to tell you what to do. That's not their coach's job. This is not therapy. It's not going back into your past and like rehashing trauma. That's not what that is. It's how can we take you from functioning in your life to like optimal and really excelling and thriving? That's what I love about coaching. So after my coaching session, I immediately like got off the call and I filmed two new videos for my digital course that I had been procrastinating on for over a week. Like fresh perspective leads to action. Coaching gets you unstuck. So that's my number two to help you stir up motivation. Find a good coach or a mentor to support your journey. Inside Best Weight, we have coaching calls every single week to help the women in our program. It's all about finding solutions to the barriers and really getting the breakthroughs they need to keep going in weight loss. It's actually amazing. We added coaching to Best Weight a little over a year ago. Prior to that, we had like our nutrition and medical program only. And what we saw when we added coaching was that women just like accelerated through the program. It was like at one or one or two months in, women would be at the point where our, our previous clients, it would take them nine to 10 months to get there. Our whole team noticed it. Like we had a team meeting and talked about that because, and that was how significant the impact of coaching was on the success of our clients. And so, you know, that's why we value it so much now. So I believe in investing. It does take an investment, right? To get yourself a, a life coach or a mentor, it can take a financial investment. I believe in that. I believe it's worthwhile. It's always worthwhile investing into your health. It's worthwhile investing into your brain. But if you're listening and you're like, okay, very well for you, but I cannot afford a life coach or a one-on-one coach. Well, firstly, my program is the best value you could ask for in a coaching program. You get one-on-one and you get group coaching. The value to investment ratio is unheard of in this industry. But even if you cannot join Best Weight, You can literally get coaching for free. If you just dive into the world of personal growth and development, so many coaches have podcasts now. They've got free content on social media. If you look for it, you can find it. Now, before I go on, I want to address one point that I hear sometimes, and it's this. Sometimes I hear clients complaining that their family doesn't support them in their weight loss journey. And I get that it would be amazing if our family members knew exactly the right words to say, and they never body shamed you, and they always had the right tools to motivate you when you're struggling. But here's the thing. Your family members are not coaches. Your family members are not necessarily mentors in weight loss, right? They are entrenched in the same toxic diet culture that you're trying to step out of. So expecting your family members to be your coach to be supportive in just the right way, it may be a misplaced expectation. This is why like having someone who's a professional who can coach you and and support you with the right tools is really, really, really important. Okay, so that was number two. Number three to stir up motivation is review your why and how far you've come. Now I talk about this a lot inside my program. You have to know your compelling why for wanting to lose weight because that is what keeps you going through the hard times. I like to take it a step further of like, who do you want to be first, be before do, and then what do you need to do? So what is the identity that you want to live out, your value system? Who you want to be requires you to answer like, what life are you creating for yourself? 
What values do you want to live by? What matters to you? And then what you need to do to get there. What do you do? What do you, what's the action to get there? How does managing your weight fit into all of that? Essentially, you need to know why it's worth it because it will not always be easy. And you know the cliche phrase, nothing worth having comes easy. It is so true in the context of weight loss. It's also true in the context of being like a really successful human. If you want to live a life that is extraordinary, which is where I'm going and what I want for you, right? Like if you're listening to me, you've heard me say like, I want to see women thriving and living lives that are extraordinary because when women thrive, their families thrive and their communities thrive and we all level up together. But to live a life that's extraordinary means you have to take the harder path because the easy path is what's ordinary, right? But that's part of what makes it so worth it too. It's the growth that is required to get there. I say this all the time about being an entrepreneur, that even if my company never reaches the goals that I've set and we don't reach the number of women that we want to reach and the impact that we want to have, it's still worth it to me because it's the trying, the going for the goals that requires so much of my personal growth that that makes it worth it. And I, if you can see your health the same way, like it, even if you never hit that exact number on the scale that you have in your mind, but you become the person who's walking every day, who's fueling her body with just the right amount of food, who has healed her relationship with food, who's no longer obsessing, who learns to regulate her emotions instead of turning to food, who gains peace from the mental chatter about food and her body and obsessing over all of that. It's the amazing growth in the process that is so worth it. But so many women are so fixated on the scale, showing a very specific number that they lose sight of all of that. So don't be that person, okay? Number three tip to to stir up motivation is review your why and celebrate the process. Celebrate how far you've come in the process. Okay, number four is community. If you are struggling with motivation, you need to surround yourself with people who are moving in the right direction so you can piggyback on their momentum. You've probably heard it said, but you know, the the main five people that you hang out with and you spend time with, you're going to become like them, right? There is power in seeing others going for their goals, doing impossible things, gaining momentum in their lives that can propel you forward in your own life. I remember when I first started my company, I was like stumbling through growing a new business. I had zero business background, like no knowledge of how to run a team or handle the back end of the business. I knew literally nothing. So I found other business people. I paid money to be in rooms with them so I could just like, learn from them by watching what they were doing, hearing how they were thinking. So I paid for an online community of entrepreneurs. I learned from them and I saw them taking action and putting themselves out there and failing and learning and growing. And that was such an important part of my own learning. It was finding communities of people who understood the challenges I was experiencing, having a safe space to talk about my goals with people who just got it. That is what community is about. And so that is what I want to suggest that you need as well is like finding a community of people who are leaving diet culture. That's what you're doing, right? We're leaving diet culture and we're really looking at how do we do this in an empowered way? How do we make sustainable and realistic change? You need to find a community of people who are approaching weight loss the same way. That's why I love the community inside Best Weight. The women who come into our community, they notice it right away, right? It's not the shame-based motivation of their past where they were like subjected to public weigh-ins and they were cheered on if they lost weight, but publicly chastised if they weren't, if they didn't lose weight. Listen, it's not that type of community that I'm talking about, right? Like that's not what you want. I want to tell you, one of my clients said this, Shannon, she said, I really appreciate the community. It's community that you can drop into when you feel like it, but you're not forced into it in a way that feels inauthentic. I'm so happy to be here, which is not something I ever thought I'd say about a program dealing with my weight. 
Another client of mine, Mary, said this, I didn't feel shamed about my weight, and this community is such a kind and accepting space. I feel comfortable in sharing how I'm feeling, what I'm struggling with, and how things are progressing in my health journey without judgment. Listen, best weight is the place to be. (laughs) If you want community, if you want coaching, all of that. But if you're not in best weight, where else can you find community? Maybe it's in an online Facebook forums. Maybe it's a women's walking group. Maybe it's a healthy living support program. There are so many different ways now to engage in community, whether it's online or in person. It does take a little effort, but this can be the difference between you quitting on yourself or you continuing on. So number four was community. Number five, super practical, fresh air and movement. There is power in connecting to nature and just breathing fresh air. I often feel like when my focus is waning and I'm not feeling motivated, I, I, and I'm just not like being productive in my goals, I will just stop what I'm doing and I will go for a quick walk. It does not even have to be long, just enough to breathe fresh air, move your body, like take 10 minutes and see how that helps with your motivation. Okay. Super quick and easy one. And the last one is take action with the next best and easiest step. Most people wait for motivation before they take action, and that is going to be very problematic if you are trying to lose weight because most of the time you're not going to feel motivated. As much as we're doing all these things to try to help, there are times that you need to commit to taking action that is aligned with who you want to be and your identity and your values when you don't feel like it. But the beautiful thing is that motivation actually follows action. Think about exercise. How often do you feel motivated to go and work out? But once you've worked out and you're done, you feel pumped, right? Like you're like, yeah, because motivation follows action. So one simple question that my coach asked me last week when I was struggling, she's like, what's the easiest step for you to take right now? And I was like, wow, like it was so simple. But for me, it just struck me. I never considered taking the easiest step because in my head, I had like, I had like all of my, the videos that I needed to film in order and I had to check, check boxes and it was like my task list and I had to go in order. And I was stuck on one that I thought was hard. So she asked me which one would be the easiest. And it was like my brain opened up and I saw that I could film a really quick video that would take me no time at all. I didn't even need to prep for it. And I just hung up with her and I got it done right away. And once I was finished that one, I was motivated to keep going and I got another one done that afternoon. So action precedes motivation and then success begets success. Often it's just a matter of getting yourself moving with one small step and then the motivation follows. So what is your next best or easiest step. Now, if you're procrastinating on doing this, it's probably because your next step is just too big. So I want you to break it down, simplify, make it so simple that you couldn't possibly not do it. So let me give you an example. It could be, I'm going to wake up and drink one cup of water in the morning before anything else. Your brain is going to make this seem so inconsequential. It's going to be like, what's that going to achieve for weight loss? You're not going to lose weight doing that. That's nothing, right? But once you do it, you celebrate yourself for taking that step of like, okay, I took care of my body. With this one tiny step, what's my next tiny step? And it's the consistent repetition of the small steps that will reap the compounding return of successful long-term weight loss. Those little things. All right, so let me summarize for you my six success factors. All right, I said it properly. Number one is renew your mind. Borrow belief from others through podcasts, books, or even notes to yourself. Number two is invest in coaching or find a mentor. Number three is review your why and celebrate the process. Number four is find your community. Five is move your body and get fresh air. And number six is take action with the next best step. Now, I want you to take an inventory right now. How many of these six success factors do you have in place in your life? So just think for a second. Are you renewing your thought life? Are you fueling your brain with motivation and positivity and hope? 
Are you working with a coach or a mentor? Do you regularly review like your life vision, your why, what's important to you? Do you have a supportive community? Are you moving your body and getting outside every day? Are you taking action through baby steps even in the absence of feeling motivated? Because if you just figure out like one of these factors to put into place, I cannot even tell you the difference it'll make in your life. But if you put in all six, you'll be on fire, right? Like how different could weight loss be if you had all six of these things in place? And why wouldn't you do everything that you can in your power to set yourself up for success for something that's so important to you? If you're like, okay, this sounds amazing, but where do I find all of this? Well, I want to tell you all of this is available to you, right? All of this is inside Best Weight. And when you have all of this success infrastructure in place, you can't even imagine how different the experience can be. I mean, we have a client in Best Weight and she's actually been on the podcast and she leveraged the power of our community. She came to the coaching call. She got exactly what she needed every week. And she tells how she didn't even own a scale for the entire first year that she was with us. And when she finally weighed herself, she'd lost 40 pounds and she never felt restricted. And she's like, oh, wow, what a nice bonus to everything else that I got in my life. It's like, wow, the difference is just night and day, right? It's, it can, it, weight loss is either willpower and restriction and hating it and hating yourself, or it's thriving and loving the process and just nailing it and feeling so confident and loving your body. Which one do you want? So if you've been thinking about joining Best Weight, come join us, www.sashahimd.com slash links. And we would love to have you there. As always, I am rooting for you. I am committed to your success. I cannot wait to see what you do with this. Implement one of these success factors this week and see how your motivation gets built up. I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed listening to the High on Life podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review it on Apple Podcasts.